back to the podcast. I love all you guys. This is awesome. I can't believe what a week we had. I appreciate all the positive feedback, the posts on your Instagram stories, the DMs, texts, even for the people who don't regularly listen. I was really surprised at how many people actually tuned in to the episodes last week. So thank you. It definitely means a lot. But this week we traveled back to Pennsylvania. And if I'm going to be 100 percent honest, I did not know that I was going to enjoy this conversation this much. I go in uh, pretty open minded and I kind of have like a idea of what we're going to talk about. But this one just kind of went left and it was super fun. I had on Dan. He sings for a band called Warren from Pennsylvania. And I'm just going to be honest now, we barely touch on the band, but there's some awesome breaking news. So stay tuned. But we just go off on a bunch of random stuff and it's awesome. Just a real conversation between two friends. So without further ado, welcome Dan to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, th- th- there was a point where I didn't think that this was going to happen. I-, I can't remember exactly what you tweeted, but um, it was something along the lines of y- you were going to just stop talking. And I, <laughs> um, and at that point, I hadn't reached out to you yet, but um, I um, at replied to you and I was like, wait, <laughs> we still have to talk. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, dude. It- I think uh, I was just having like a stupid ass day because I go to like I go to a trade school for computer information technology, which is like IT work. Okay. And everyone there is just like the best way I could put it is yeehaw. (laughs) So I got I was like, damn, I got to stop talking to these these country boys. That's interesting. Uh, For your trade school, um, can you kind of talk about that? Like you said, it's uh, for computers is there like a specific place you want to go with it uh well i get i end up getting like an associate's degree at the end of it so i don't have like any certifications or anything okay i might transfer to another school and just get my bachelor's and just chill with that and be done and how old are you if you don't mind me asking i'm 25 i i fucked around too much when i was younger and worked a bunch of shitty jobs and just kept doing that and now I was like, I got to go back to school. I can't wait around anymore. Okay. Well, you know, 25, I, I don't feel like that's like too old. I, I still feel like you have like a lot of time, and especially since you're in the middle of going to school. I think you should be all right. Yeah, no, there's some dude in our class that everyone calls old man fentanyl. So that's kind of funny. And is he like an actual like old man or is he just like a little bit older than you guys? 
I think he's like in his 30s, which <laughs> really isn't that old, but he has a crazy hairline, and I think that might be where it comes from. You know, when I graduated high school, I, I jumped right into the local community college, and I'll never forget, because um, I, I have a late birthday, so when I graduated high school, I was 17, so I was 17 in community college, and I'll never forget, I, I, I was talking to this guy, because he, he was asking me like how old I was, and I told him that I was 17, and he's like, wow, like I, I feel like a failure, like I'm sitting here I'm 25 and there's a 17 year old in my classroom and I was like dude I'm like you're fine like at least you're here trying like it like it's all right like you don't have to feel like a failure yeah I mean I I don't really I try not to get wrapped up in what other people are doing because everyone like especially the major that I'm in everyone's Uh like a real oddball okay I'm just I'm paying for school I'm just trying to get through and get out <laughs> i don't like to fuck around when i'm there i like to get everything done and just keep moving go to work go to band practice go to shows hang out that that mindset is how i am when i um, have to go to my corporate job i like it, it's not like a bad job uh, but i get there i don't I, I don't really socialize um unless i have to because there's like certain people that i have to deal with which is fine but there's like other people who will be there and like want to like talk and share stories and in my mind i'm just like i don't want to talk to you like i i'm here for a certain amount of time and then i gotta leave because i got other stuff outside of work that i actually care about you know no yeah for sure normal people just they're fine. I I try not to give away too much of my personal life. I like to keep it mysterious and secretive. Yeah, and like for me, it, it's just um, I I don't like to try to explain the things that I'm into to people who just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, once a normal person finds out that you like something alternative, or whether it be hardcore, punk, or any sort of alternative subculture, it, it just becomes like a a nightmare to try to explain it to somebody who doesn't get it. They don't want to get it and they'll never get it. And it's like, and I hate using that term like normal person because um, for me, like talking to somebody like you, like you're normal to me because this is like, you know, like the music, the things that we're into, that's what we do every day. So it's just like, it, that's, our norm but you know for people who aren't into our like subculture uh to me is it's just like so foreign i I can imagine being on the outside i no yeah i i'm seeing where you're getting at too Uh, what it comes down to me is a lot of people that i work with or go to school with they like they don't like to challenge things or think outside the box and try to see things for themselves like a lot of people I go to school with are just straight up Trumpers and it okay. sucks. And like they show up with like Confederate flags on their pickup trucks and like make America great again shit. And I'm like, yo, you're just you're straight up stupid. Like there's no way to even like explain it anymore. Like you're just straight up dumb. Damn. I, I can't I was like, I, I can imagine around being like around people like that. Um because uh, where like, I'm from, like, it's not cool to be into that stuff. It, it's Dude, like, it, like they're the be, minority like, out here. 
dude, there used to be a sign that I drive by on the highway. I think someone took it down. It was a Target with bullet holes in it, and it used to say "Locker Up." Damn. Yeah, it's real fucked out here. Like Wilkes-Barre is like, I'm sure you've seen the shit from like I think it was the John Oliver show, where they like go and interview like Trump was having a rally here in like 2016, 2017, 2018, and like there's literally like memes from it. Like that's how bad it is in just northeastern PA. Like this area has been super neglected and it's everyone's fault who voted for the people and the local government because it's super corrupt. Like they were taking money from PennDOT and just pocketing it. And now people are like starting to finally catch on after years and years and years of noticing that, hey, things are broken. We should look into that. And are, are you speaking about your area like specifically or are you talking about like um, the country as a whole? Specifically, Scranton, I know it's a nationwide thing, but okay. when you see it real close firsthand, like just recently, a, a politician in the Scranton area got arrested for uh, taking money and just pocketing it. That's insane. And now, yeah, people like a lot of like the higher ups in the local government are kind of like, I guess, getting scared that they're going to be next. And hopefully they are. You know, I'm so where I grew up in Palm Springs, like uh, I think it was like a couple of years after I moved, like a bunch of politicians uh, like in Palm Springs got busted for all this uh, corruption and money laundering. And I was always curious to how it got to that point. And I, I have a buddy and his dad is like a local um, politician. And I, I wanted to sit down and talk to him and ask, but I, I got kind of scared and, and didn't want to like dive too deep. Cause like, I, there's like a part of me, I'm like, man, like what if he's involved? And I didn't want to just like figure that out. So I just like, all right, I'm gonna leave it alone. It's worth asking. There's no such thing as a perfect politician. I mean, I, I try to pay as close attention to the news and everything that's going on as possible. Like as much as I like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they still have problems, but it's the most logical choice, at least presented thus far. So I'm not uh, like super versed in politics. If I'm going to be honest, I get a lot of um, my information from listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and I'll listen to that and things that uh, interest me. Like I'll go, I'll branch off and do like my own research I wanted to ask uh, your opinion on Andrew Yang. Are you familiar with him? <laughs> Dude, Andrew Yang is hes pretty funny. I like the fact that he's kind of just like, yeah, fuck it. We're all going to die. Like global warming's real. We're all going to die. I, I appreciate that, but I don't see him going too far. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know like what is going to happen in like the 2020 election. I'm, I'm just curious to see how it's all going to pan out. Who knows? For all we know, Beto O'Rourke can come out and do a kickflip on stage and he'll be the next president. Yeah, because if uh, Trump was able to make it happen, like to me, like anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, anything truly is possible now. And that's that's frightening. But hopefully the world ends in like 20 years so we don't have to deal with it. Damn, you'd be OK with it ending in 20 years? Yeah, more or less. 
part of me wonders if like the world will go out and like um because obviously growing up like, we watch like a ton of different like sci-fi movies and uh you know like uh just crazy ways how like the world will end up either it's going to be like super futuristic and we're going to travel off planet or it's just going to be like major destruction I'm always curious, like which route it's actually going to take, because there's been so many of those movies. I feel like one of them has to be at least kind of right. I want some like Blade Runner shit where it's just like a disgusting, dirty, hyper futuristic city. And then like the outskirts are just a wasteland. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, did you ever read or watch um, Ready Player One? I haven't seen it. Uh I've seen a lot of memes about it, but I <laughs> I haven't seen the movie okay. or read the book. You should uh, watch that because I, I I feel like I, if it ended up any kind of way, I, I feel like I would like that because there's like some like elements of like um, uh, playing like a game. You go like virtual reality and um, things actually like impact the real world. Yeah, the whole concept is like escapism, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I've been being though. I wanted to watch it when it came out, but <laughs> whoever I was with would be like, no, nah, I don't want to watch that shit. And I'm I'm down to watch any movie, bad or good. I'll have a great time regardless. I, I, I can't remember why I watched it. Like, I just I think I just did it on a whim because when it comes to movies for me, I feel like movies are a commitment and sometimes I don't want to commit to sit there and actually watch something and uh, give it like my full attention. So I'm always like iffy about actually watching movies. So I, I was really happy that I decided to take the plunge and watch that one. Cause it was actually really good. I'll definitely check it out. It, I mean, I know it's like a, a nostalgia bait movie, so I'm sure there'll be stuff I enjoy about it. Okay. Uh, what kind of movies do you prefer? Uh, I'm lately I've been really just watching anything that A24 puts out. I feel like it's kind of cliché to say that, but they just constantly kill it. Like I want to go see The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. I think it's supposed to be like a Cthulhu based like horror movie, so I'm real interested in that. Uh Okay, uh, I've seen you, so many bad movies this year. Honestly, like I, <laughs> I went out of my way to see more bad movies than good movies. Like a whole bunch of us went to go see Ma. I went to go see Greta. <laughs> I I didn't watch Greta, but I did watch Ma, and Dude, Ma was so sick. <laughs> and just like it, it was pretty obvious that um, that you know whatever I in the trailer it shows that like Ma like you know turns bad or whatever. But like watching it, like I, I you could easily figure out that she you know was like involved with those kids somehow and then you eventually find out how she's connected to all of them and I was like oh okay I was like this isn't that big of a surprise it was kind of obvious oh yeah they gave away everything in the trailer you could call the like the the quote unquote twist I I had so much fun watching it I couldn't believe that movie got made it was so good <laughs> all the parties and stuff and then she had her daughter locked up upstairs dude that was so sick the movie was so funny yeah and it, it was weird, yeah, because you see her daughter um, in, at, like at school, like in her wheelchair, and then and then they find her at the house, and she's just like completely normal. I'm like, wow, her mom's actually crazy, dude. Ma, I'd party at Ma's house. I'm straight edge, and I'd go party at Ma's house. <laughs> 
you know, I, I'm a, a little antisocial. The thought of going to somebody's house like that, like it would just completely turn me off. I would just go home. I like how every kid in that movie like straight up bullied her too. Like when she was like, I want to hang out with everyone. They were just like, don't go to Maz. She's weird. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's fucked. Yeah. And like, even after she like freaked out on everybody, like she still managed to get them back to her house. I was like, how stupid are these kids? Well, they're all high school kids. So they're all going to go out one way or another. That's true. And I, I, I feel bad for the guy that uh, she tied up and she, she just destroyed him. Oh, dude, that killed me. I couldn't believe they actually showed a dick in that movie. Yeah, like I, I wasn't sure how far they were actually going to go, but it was kind of over the, like over the top of that scene. Yeah, it was so uh, that movie. That movie was great. Greta was really funny. Oh, we saw Intruder too. the movie with uh, like this couple buys a house and this guy sells it to them, but he doesn't give it up. And he keeps like trying to stay with the house. <laughs> it was so fucking sick. It was a horny thriller. <laughs> I've never heard of a movie described as a horny thriller. Um, I, I actually got to check that out now because that, that sounds so funny to me. It's it was real bad, but it was like so entertaining because you couldn't you couldn't guess where it was going. And then it gets to a point where you're like, oh, fuck, they copied another movie and just made it like a horny movie. And at any point, like, have you gone out to see these bad movies and actually been like um, surprised that it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be? Uh, I mean, Ma was I thought Ma was going to be like straight up god awful, but okay. Ma was pretty funny. There was a movie that we oh, we want to go see Pet Cemetery, but that was like that was just kind of like boring. I, I had expectations for that and it didn't live up to it. I was never really a fan of that when I was younger, so I, I I didn't even bother to watch the new one. I think the original. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember enjoying it. It. I mean, it was like obviously a B movie, but the new one, they try to make it so serious, and after a while, it's like I totally turned off. There, there's barely like barely any violence. It doesn't really go anywhere. They try to explain why people come back from the dead. I was like, I don't need this shit. Just show me kids murdering people. Okay. And obviously you watch Midsummer. Oh my god. Masterpiece. So, like I I'm not like super familiar with that director cuz like I'm um, he did Hereditary, um, Hereditary, right? He did Hereditary and then he did another short film. I I'm, I'm sure if you look on IMDb you can find it. I heard it's on YouTube. I haven't seen it yet, but Hereditary was probably my favorite movie from last year. So he's okay. got a good role so far going. Yeah, like I enjoyed Hereditary, but it, it was just like such a slow burn for me. Like I don't know if like that's something that I would like um want to like put on if I had a choice. Like if somebody suggested it, um, I'm sure I'd watch it, but I don't think it would be something I would actually pick. That's what I really I love a good slow burn like the original Alien. Just nothing really happens, you know. There's little things that happen and then once it once the fire catches on, it's like madness. Same thing with the witch. The I was witch just was such a slow burn. Yeah, that, that one really was like really slow. I'm a big fan of the dad dying, doing what he loved, just chopping wood. <laughs> okay. Um, I but I would like Midsummer because I I feel like uh the 
pace was pretty consistent throughout the whole film. And I, I like the fact that it was like, you know, like bright compared to hereditary. So it, it was like, for me, it was like easier to watch. Midsummer was unreal. I mean, the, the color contrast in it was really great. There's a lot of like, I, I think it's called like bloom effect where it just like heightens the colors. Everything was, I, there was so much shit to see in the background, especially when they started tripping. Mm-hmm. I wish I, the, uh, director's cut came here. That was like three hours long, but I didn't, I think the closest that came was Philly and I'll just wait till it's on Blu-ray and pick it up. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in watching that. I, I know it hit um, somewhere in orange County, but I think I was out doing something. So I didn't have time to go check it out. I, I whenever it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll buy it. That's a movie that I'll definitely purchase. I enjoyed it a lot and I didn't, I was expecting it to be like a sophomore slump. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was awesome. Like even in like the very beginning when like she's trying to get a hold of like her sister and then you're like, like, like it just had me like, like, you know, like really contemplating like, oh shit. Like, is she like, you know, dead? Is she just not answering? Like what's going on? And then when you find out what really happens, it's like so crazy. I think the, one of the only scares that really got me in that movie is when they first get to the village and she's like tripping on shrooms and she hides in like the barn and you just see her sister in the corner with like the gas mask mm-hmm. that, uh, that got me pretty good. Yeah. I think the only thing that disappointed me in that movie, um, and maybe I'm like messed up in the head, but, uh, you, you know, the guy, uh, I forget his name, but it's the guy who, um, took them to, uh, his, uh, family. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I was just mad that he didn't hook up with the blonde girl. Uh, he probably ended up doing so. I'm ass- I'm assuming something in the director's cut has has to have a reference to that. Okay, because they did kiss, but I was like, wow, like that's all you're gonna do, and you like lured these people out here, and you're all you're gonna get is a kiss. I'm I'm assuming much more happened. <laughs> I mean, she's part of like the cult now. Yeah, like. I watched the trailer of the director's cut and like the only new scene that I could pick out was, um, the, the main girl, she was like running through like the woods and I was like, okay, I was like, that's definitely new because I don't remember that. Oh, I gotta see it so bad now. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm so, did you see those um, shirts that a 24 made for midsummer? It was like, yeah. Pete from Warren actually has one. I think our drummer Caleb has the same exact one. Everyone got it like the day after we saw the movie and we were on tour. <laughs> Dude, like I, like I have a buddy. His name's Ian. I'm in Vegas, and he posted it on his Instagram. I'm like, holy shit! Like, where'd you get that? So he sent me the link, and by the time I went, it was like already sold out. And I like looked at like resale, and people were like, charging like two hundred dollars for that shirt. The colors on the shirt, like they they look so good, but I. I felt weird dropping. I think they were like 40 or 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, whatever I'll, if they do a rerun, I'll get it. Or if I can find a bootleg, I'll probably pick that up. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind a boot or if they restocked it, I, I would buy it, but I'm not going to pay $200 for that shirt. Nah, flipping shit like that is real whack. 
Yeah, and like I, I didn't realize like there was like so much hype from it because I have another buddy um, who goes to shows out here. Um, his name's John, and he's like super into A24, and he's actually the one like the reason why like I started watching their films because he would he goes to shows and he like has like just like A24 shirts and like I didn't even know they printed like their own merch because I saw it and I asked him I'm like hey is that the like the studio and he's like yeah like I love all their films. All their shirts are real, uh, like. Any of the horror movies that they do are pretty good. If there, I I don't know if there's one for a good time, but if there is, I I would pick that up. Yeah, you know what movie I want to see that that they put out that I haven't yet is uh, the Farewell. Oh, dude, I've been meaning to watch that. I don't think it came anywhere near me, so I'll probably catch it when it's on Amazon Prime. Yes, I got. I don't recall it getting a release in my area either. I think that's why I I haven't seen it. I know it was super limited and only for like a week or two. Yeah, but but that looks like something I'm like that I'd be like really into. That's a movie I'd go to see by myself for sure. <laughs> I, I think like 95% of the time I go to the movies, I'm by myself. It's addictive. I I try to go like relatively often with people or by myself. I I'm at a point where I don't like there's certain movies where I want to go with friends like any of the bad movies where I'm like, like Ma, for example, I wasn't going to go see Ma alone, but definitely with a group of friends. Yeah. To have like a, uh, make it an experience. It was an experience for sure. <laughs> At the theater that I go to, like, you're able to like reserve seats. And I, I always find it strange when I buy a seat in an empty theater and I show up, I'm in my seat and then somebody comes in and sits right, like right next to me. And like, there's like this whole empty theater and they decided to pick the one seat next to me. Dude, people that do that shit drive me crazy. But on the flip side, I'm not, I'm not going to throw myself under the bus, but, uh, if you end up movie hopping, you could just check the app and do that. So you gotta like pick and choose where you want to go. <laughs> like, you know, I've never thought of doing that. When, <laughs> oh, Oh, I'm, <laughs> I've done it too many times. Okay. Like we went to go see uh mother with Jennifer Lawrence, uh-huh. the Darren Aronofsky film. I saw it and I was like, damn, I'm not happy that I spent like 12 bucks on that. I got to see another movie. So I just went and saw the Kingsman immediately after like the second Kingsman movie. That's crazy. Well, he said shit's expensive. No, for sure. Yeah. And go get your money's worth. Did you ever, um, uh, get sucked into that, um, movie pass craze? I didn't get sucked in. Cause I'd go like there's $5 Tuesday. I think that's like a nationwide thing. Yeah. And just like any movie that I really wanted to see, I try to see on a Tuesday so I could just spend five bucks. And then if I want a weekend, like I try to plan it out where I'm like, all right, I want to see this movie. And then we could walk right into this movie. If, the seats aren't too bad. And if the seats are fucked up for this one, then we'll go see an older movie and just do that. And have you ever been like busted movie hopping? Never. I, I mean, I've been doing it since I was like a teenager <laughs> before they had the reserved seats. It was so sick. I remember in high school, a bunch of friends and I went to go see like the, that oblivion movie at Tom Cruise, fast and furious, like five or six. Pain and Gain, and then the premiere of Iron Man 3. <laughs> and we got into the theater for Iron Man 3 like an hour early. 
And we were just sitting there and ended up getting so packed that people had to sit on the floor because I guess other people were movie hopping too. Oh, wow. So I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> we made this an all-day event. Like we, we brought like packed lunches and shit with us. It was sick. It was so much fun. That's crazy. I, I feel like the only time I ever did anything um, like that was, I forget which, uh, it was for like the Dark Knight trilogy. It was one of those films, like friends and I, we like, uh, like got to the theater super early. I don't know why it was like such a big deal. Cause like, I think it's because there wasn't reserved seating. So people wanted to show up and try to get good seats. But like we were lined up for like, I think at least like 10 hours before the movie even started. And I remember, Holy fuck. yeah, it was stupid. And, I, and that particular theater, they didn't care if you brought your own food in. So we literally ordered like Domino's pizza to the line, like inside the theater. And like, people were like cheering and like, we're handing out slices to like random people. That's actually genius. Damn. I got to do some shit like that in order <laughs> food to a movie theater. Yeah, but like the one that I frequent, uh, they freak out if you try to like they, they won't even let me bring in my my own like hydro flask. It's like super strict. Damn, that's crazy because we'll just bring a tote bag, water bottle, candy, all this bullshit. And then eventually I cave in and I used to buy popcorn, but now I, I <laughs> we found another scam to make it through with popcorn. Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, dude, it's kind of fucked up, but it's so sick at the same time. So, like, you know how people buy, like, extra large containers? Yeah. And they always come with a free refill? Mm-hmm. If you find a, a bucket that's good and still has, like, the tab on it and the bucket's not fucked up and if they, like, just empty the trash, just take it out and take it to the register and get a new bag of popcorn. There it is. Free popcorn. There it is. I don't want to say how many times I've done it, but it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, it did. Like it trips me out. Cause like I'll, um, like, like recently I can't remember. I can't remember what movie I went and watched. I think it might've been like the good boys with like, I, I went with a buddy and paid like full price for my movie ticket, which is fine. And then get to like the concession stand. And like, I, like I think I got like a drink and I think like mozzarella sticks and I was like way more than the money that I spent on my ticket, which is already like super expensive. Dude, shit's so expensive. I, I, I'm poor all the time. So I try to figure out ways to just pay the bare minimum or avoid paying. And okay. you, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Cause right now you're going to school and you're working. And yeah. Not to mention all the shit that Warren is doing and has coming up. Like I'd rather just save money <laughs> and scam my way through shit. <laughs> yeah. We're like 30 minutes in and we haven't even talked about Warren. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Movies are movies are badass. Yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoy movies. Like, are you uh, like a fan of like Netflix or Hulu? I have like Netflix, Hulu and Amazon Prime, but almost every single Netflix original movie kind of just sucks. And it's, they're not even like fun to watch. There's a couple that are pretty good, but there, there's that. Um, it came out like a couple of months ago. Was, I think it was called like Triple Threat. Uh, I saw it. They like they'll send me an email every single time that a new Netflix original comes out and I saw it and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll pass on this. 
I, I watched it because like I, I was like a fan of the actors, um, and it, w- it wasn't that bad. But but it's not something I would like ride for. But for like a Netflix original movie, I was like down for it. There's a reason why like a lot of studios pass on those movies. What about uh, the TV shows? Because I feel like they knock it out of the park with like their TV shows versus the movies. Yeah, for sure. I haven't watched any Netflix originals in a while. I've been rewatching Arrested Development. I like the newest one I watched is uh, that show um, Mine Hunters. Uh, I got halfway through the first season, then I think I like fell asleep during a pivotal part and I forgot, so I just haven't gone back and rewatched it. Yeah, and I, I, like typically, like I'm not really into like the serial killer stuff, but that show is actually pretty interesting. So, like. That's like the newest Netflix original. But other than that, like my buddy Garrett got me on uh, Scrubs because I've never watched Scrubs before. Dude, Scrubs kicks fucking ass. What a great soundtrack. Great show. Good laughs. Real sad episodes. The final season is horrible, but the actual ending to the show is really good. Does that not happen in the final season or? So the final season is like kind of like a reboot and then Turk and JD. Wait, don't, have like wait are, are, are these spoilers? Because I've literally never seen it. No, the final season, it's like there's like a new cast of people that come in and Turk and JD are like in charge. and But like they're barely in it. And it's like, uh, what the fuck is Zac Efron's brother's name? He's the main character. Or not, not Zac Efron. I'm sorry. Uh, James Franco's brother. Dave know. Franco. He's okay. the main character. Yeah, he's it just sucks. The actual ending is in like the I think it's like the seventh or eighth season where it was supposed to end is really good. It ends on such a good note. Okay, because yeah, because I I do remember like when it was airing because like I was um, familiar with it because I at the time like I had a bunch of friends that watched it and I knew that it like like went away, but then it came back. Yeah, the 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 actual final season, I think it's. I want to say it's like called Scrubs MD or some shit like that. It, it sucks. It's not worth watching. So I should just stop when it actually ended the first time. When it, yeah, when it has the actual ending, that's it for me. I stop there every time. But the show is so good, so consistent. Yeah, and like I'd never seen it before because like back when like I used to channel surf when that was a thing, I would always just like skip over it because I just was never really interested when I was younger. But now, like, I'm watching it and, like, I just have no idea why I, I, like, just passed over it because, like, watching it now, it's like, I don't know if it's because I'm older and I probably understand things, like, a little better, but I, I just think it's, like, super awesome and, like, really funny. It definitely is. Zach Braff killed it with that show. Janitor is straight up the best character. One of my favorite, like, comedy characters ever. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I'm seriously only, like, I, I think, like, seven episodes in. So, like, I, like, just started it. The third through like the sixth season, incredible, so good, so well written. Yeah, because I, I think at the time it was on air. Um, I think it was yeah, it was airing during the same time the, the OC was on, and like that was like this show that I was like super into. I need to watch that too. I want to start be, like I start watching The Bachelorette. I'm trying to get into real trash TV. It's so fun. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Just watching people like self-destruct on camera, even if it's like all fake, is so entertaining. The entertainment value is nuts. 
I guess like the one trash show that I watch is uh, like, were you ever into Jersey Shore? Dude, Jersey Shore, great trash TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so stupid, but so fun. Yeah, and and like I I don't hate the cast. Like I I think like them as people like they're fine, but just like the shit that they get into, it, it just it's just so stupid to me. I was talking to one of my friends recently about the episode where Snooki got like punched in the fucking face, and I was like, damn, they really let that slide on TV, and they're. <laughs> like what year did that come out like 2008 2009 that was yeah. a crazy time they just were like hey watch this girl get knocked out on tv yeah they're just at the beach yeah, i'm pretty sure they're at the beach right i think they're at a party or was it a party oh no, she got day drunk that's what happened when she got in trouble at the beach um yeah 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 okay yeah, but it's so crazy, like, those early seasons to, like, now they're doing, like, you know, the family, like, vacation, and it's, like, they're older, and they're way more successful, but they're just kind of still doing, like, a lot of the same stuff. I haven't watched any of it. I I probably should. I heard it's, like, not as fun as it was when it first aired, but that's probably just nostalgia. Yeah, no, definitely. Like watching it for me, I was like, okay, like this kind of makes me feel young again because it's just like these are these like group of people, um, you know, like that you could like kind of relate to because you would watch them like weekly. And I, I followed like some of the people after the show, so it was cool to um, keep up with like, some of them, and then it lead right back into the show because like I never thought they would do anything like this again, but somehow um, MTV just threw like enough cash at them and convinced them to do it again. Sounds about right. I mean, if you throw enough cash at anybody, they'll do anything. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody has a number. Hopefully a uh, minor threat never hits that number because I never want to see them do a reunion. Uh, why would you even say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, if that ever were to happen, I, you know, there's going to be people who are going to pretend to be excited to see that. I'll watch the videos of like these old men getting on stage, hurting their backs, playing songs from 30 years ago, and I'll have a good time. I definitely won't pay to see it. That's for sure. Yeah, I went to this reunion one time and like I don't want to say the band because like I don't want to, um, you know, make anybody. Feel oh, you got to tell me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the band off air, but, um, okay, sick. I, uh, I was like, you know, super excited to finally be able to see this band that I was um, into, um, when I was younger and they had broken up and they decided to get back together and do a show. And, and I don't know, maybe I, I should have like, you know, I guess like a red flag was like none of my friends who were into hardcore wanted to go to this reunion. But I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm just going to go because this is something that I really want to see. So I, I went and I was there and they sucked ass and they looked old. And I was just like, dang, I was like, I wish I didn't come here because now it just kind of like taints like like my memory of this band. And like when I listen to them, I'm going to think of this live performance. And they even announced at the show that they were going to put out a new record and they never did because they probably realized that they probably should just leave it alone instead of like trying. Oh, shit. I was going to guess who it was, but it's not who I was. But that's happened to me like. I used to really like Mouthpiece, and I saw him a couple years ago, and I was like, yo, this sucks. I'm done with this shit. Uh, I saw Burn two times. The first time was really sick. Mm -hmm. The second time I saw them, it was like, it was straight up embarrassing. Like, they played Volks Fair to, like, 50-ish people, and then, like, the 
the vibe was so bad that the, nobody like really cared. They're like, we're going to play new songs. And then their one guitar started yelling like, no one gives a fuck. I was like, well, you're not wrong, but just, just play the seven inch. Just please just play the seven inch, play last grade C go home. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's such a gamble with these um, older bands coming back and doing shows. Like sometimes like, like I'll go check it out because like there's bands that like, you know, it'll be cool to be able to say that I saw these older bands that I liked now that I'm older, but sometimes I'm just like, some like you probably should have just left it alone. Oh dude. I know exactly how you feel. Like judge. I saw them once. I never want to see them again. I know I'm, they're putting out new music. Apparently I never, I never want to listen to it. So I'm going to see judge uh, in November and I'm actually nervous to see them live again. And I saw them at the one they did. All right. So when they first came back and they had the two black and blue show shows, yeah. I went to the second day. It was like bitter end, kill your idols indecision. And that was, they were, I, I was like, Maybe it was just me being caught up seeing my favorite band when I was like 19, but I was having so much fun. And then like a year later, I saw Chain of Strength. and They were awesome. I know at uh, FYA a couple of years ago, <laughs> it was embarrassing, but if I can see him once and it's good, that's good enough for me and I never want to see it again. Yeah, like I, I'm like okay with like a one and done because because it's hard to recreate like that feeling getting to see like that band that you never thought you'd be able to see. And especially if they managed to nail like a good set and you know, come off and playing their songs clean. It's all. Yeah. Once I, I think they, that a lot of these older dudes, they realize that as much as they wanted to do when they were younger and they see the green and they're like, Oh, well let's do a full us tour. Oh, let's do a full European tour let's put out a new record and then they just ruin their themselves and nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Cause like that, um, the, the allure of that band, it just goes away because it's just like, Oh, they're just a normal hardcore band. Again, we can see them whenever, especially like oh, when they're sure, but like, but, it, but on top of not putting out like, quality or like new quality music because like you can't live off the back of like your old catalog forever at some point you're gonna have to try to put something out new to keep us interested if you're I'm gonna, fine with just listening to like like breakdown for example i'm fine with listening to like the blacklisted ep and the demo and when they play those songs i'm chill with it that's all i need yeah, no, no, I'm fine with that. But if you're going to participate and try to be an active band, like I, I feel like it, it can get stale if that's all you're going to do. Oh, dude, like DYS, perfect example. They came back and re-recorded classic songs and just ruined them. Well, at, at least right now, it, it looks like the trend of reunions um, is going away because I feel like th the wells for that are kind of running dry. We've gotten like a lot of like the key bands that people have always wanted to see to come back and play. So I'm hoping that, you know, we, people are just going to chill with the reunions and, um, you know, less older bands and more focus on the current generation. I, that's why I like uh, Bob Wilson's Fest FYA so much is because he gets reunion bands like Integrity, Mad, but well, not Madball, but I guess not even Integrity yeah, anymore, no. but like Killing Time. Killing Time for sure. And then it's all like new bands and especially bands that I really like, like choice to make one step closer, be all end all 
so there's I don't even know what half the lineup is. I saw like so many friends around. And I was like, damn. Oh, I think Restraining Order and Maniac are playing. It, it's just fucked up. It's really good. Are you going? In? I don't know yet. Maybe it, it's up in the air. It, we'll yeah. see how I'm feeling because we're doing a, a tour in December on the West Coast. So it depends on what's happening after that. Oh, really? Can you talk about that? Because I I've, I've, haven't heard anything about that. So it's I don't know if it's 100 percent set in stone yet, but we're supposed to go from Seattle through California. OK, we're going to be touring with. Uh, Wait, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say yeah, that's like, I, I don't want you to put it out there if you're not supposed to because this isn't going to go supposed up. to be yeah fuck it it's supposed to be us and uh, us lower species and ingrown okay I hope there's an Orange County date somewhere in there we're trying to I we were when, since we've been discussing dates I've been saying like let's hit as many places in California as possible there's a lot of places to hit I think 10 days is like more than enough to hit most of Cali and then. Oh yeah. Maybe I, some like other areas. Yeah. 10 days for, yeah, that's easy. Cause if you start up in the Pacific Northwest, hit NorCal and then come down a little bit, hit like Fresno, then like LA, Orange County, San Diego. And then you can either shoot off to like Arizona or Vegas. I think that's what we were planning on. Okay, dude, that's awesome. December. Yeah. It'll be sick. I'm ex- we, we've never been to the West Coast, obviously, so it'll be a good time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super down. Uh, can you, and like it's not even announced, but can you talk about how that um, actually came together? Because I I think it's cool. Um, Ingrown, I I think they're awesome, and I always speak highly of lower species just because um, I, I just love what they're doing. Uh, like you know, the music they put out, I, I love the fact that they just did that full U.S. tour that bands don't really do because it was just you know them going like all over the U.S., which was super awesome, and them putting on for the Pacific Northwest. I, I think it's just super cool. Lower species, they just play like that. I, I'm real partial to any sort of New York hardcore, like late '80s, early '90s shit, and they they do it perfectly. But we played with them in New Jersey. I was actually supposed to set up a show for them in Wilkes-Barre, but we had a bit of a venue issue at the time, so I couldn't get it together. So we played with them. They really fucked with us, and I met Joey and Casey. Shout out, every movie is good. And uh, we just became real like real homies, and I was talking to Joey about it. I was like, yo, we should, we should tour. And he was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And we just came together, and we're like, let's do the West Coast in December. Yeah, and I, I think it's a good time because um, right now we're kind of like in a lull. Like there's not like a whole lot of shows going on right now. Like today um, we have a vein, dead heat and higher power. But after that, like we don't really see anything until um, November. If I'm if I can remember correctly, like anything. Damn, I'd hit like, that show. Well, I'm sorry. I'd hit that show for sure. I don't really like Vane recorded, but seeing them live won me over. Like, I, I wasn't a new metal kid growing up, so a lot of that stuff escapes me. But okay. Vane is, they're fucking sick live. Like, they're just, they're nuts. And Dead Heat and Higher Power kick ass. Great bands. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised. Because Vane's huge. And just, like, among my friends, like, it's really interesting to see that they're kind of, like, hit or miss for my friends. Yeah, no, a lot of my friends really, uh, 
really like them. And a lot of my friends hate them, but I think they're pretty sick live. Recorded, eh, I'll listen to it like maybe once every six months. And uh, I'm, I'm curious as to why you prefer it live over um, hearing it on record. Oh, man, they're like a lot of hardcore bands are not really performers. OK. And they don't really have a stage presence. They fucking go ape shit. Like the, when they played Wilkes-Barre last year, their singer was jumping off the PA and shit. All the members were just going ape shit on stage. It was just the crowd like participation was nuts. It was right after the record came out. Dude. It was truly crazy their drummer is insane yeah it's nuts I heard, I heard they have like a turntable dude now so I guess they're really going for the new metal shit but shout out to them yeah no they're kind of like um, just like doing their own thing which I think is awesome because they're just doing whatever they want and doing really good things with it. So I'm, you know, happy for them. And I, I, and they're like super active. I feel like they're always on tour. Yeah. I mean, you can't be mad at a band that that's just constantly going for it. And they're just really grinding and playing. And I I don't know. It's, it's definitely, it's a phenomenon to see a band touring full time anymore. Because when I was younger, at least in this area, every band wanted to hit Wilkes-Barre. So every big tour was coming here, then it would hit Philly, then New York. So it's just weird to see how it's turned. I mean, I don't think Warren will ever turn it. I would love for it to be a full-time touring band, but I think we'll be able to get like a couple of weeks every couple of months. And with, uh, so like you you mentioned every major tour going through Wilkes-Barre um, and is, you don't feel like that's the case now. There was like a bit of a venue issue for a little bit. Now we have like our own spot. So that makes it more desirable because I've gotten hit up to book some stuff. I know a couple of other people have, and we just, we either pass on it or try to figure out the best way to plan it or hit up someone from another city and be like, Hey, this band wants us wants to play here. Maybe you guys can set them up. Do you know who's on that Firewalker show? Uh, a new band from around here called Acupuncture, I think, is playing. And maybe us, maybe not. I'm not sure yet. Okay, because I feel like you guys would be perfect to play on that bill. Oh, yeah. Firewalker's sick. Uh, we might be playing with them at some other point in the future. I'm not sure, but... The, the new record fucking rocks. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that band. I love uh, to see them put out new shit and uh, you'll be able to play in different regions. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're on one of my favorite labels right now, too. Popwig. Yeah, one of the I think one of my, my absolutely my current favorite label. I mean, they put out they're coming out the new Big Bite record, the Firewalker seven inch. Dude. So the odd man out, dude, it's so good. So I'm, weird. I, I just love Angel Dust. Dude, great band. Uh I saw them right before the new record came out and I wasn't really feeling it. Okay. And I've I've since gone back and listened to the record and now I can't stop listening to it. Yeah, I'm like a lot I think a lot of people will like were turned off just because they kind of went in like a little bit of a different direction. Um but I like the stuff that they're pulling from like the Lemonheads and like Big Star and shit like that. But 
I don't know why it wasn't grabbing me, but I went back and now I can't stop listening to it. That song won it all. Might be my favorite song of 2019. Okay. Yeah, no, it's sick. And I, I love when bands like just like, you know, just take chances and just say fuck it and just do what they want and not really care like about like, you know, people's opinions because they ha- I feel like bands like it's cool um, for them to put out records and um, have it, you know, kind of like have like the same like similar sound but i love it when a band can just like progress with each record and do it and have each record like be like super awesome oh yeah for sure i mean there's only there's only a handful of bands for that i really enjoy that are able to surpass like two or three records okay and then after that i kind of just tune out um i i just don't care anymore like I feel like integrity is the perfect example. Like systems overload is one of my top five hardcore records. Mm-hmm. I love the LP before that and the seven inch before that humanity is the devil is pretty good too. After that, it's like, eh, seasons fine. I hate integrity 2000 to die for. Eh. And it's just, it's just a long line of, eh. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> excuse me uh <clears throat> i don't know why my throat's being weird but situations like that I, I i feel like that's why like i always just try to like live in the moment and <clears throat> i don't know what's going on with my throat but i always just try to like live in the moment and enjoy like like the band as much as i can because like those certain time periods like you never know how long they're gonna last and for a situation like integrity like for me I will pay attention um, even like if I'm not interested in the music that they're putting out, but like I'm always like in hopes of them, you know, uh, maybe putting out like another good record that I would be into. The last record they put out was like fine. I saw that they did like a Gizm cover. They covered document one and I was like, damn, that's kind of sick, but the cover isn't that good. <laughs> I love, I'm, I'm a, I'm a like pretty big Gizm fan. So I was like, uh, it's cool if they covered it, but I wish you didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those things are kind of iffy, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you, you got to just, that's why it's cool. Um, when you're just like there and you're present and you can just like look back and be like, yeah, like the band's like kind of like, okay now, but when they were awesome, like I was there for it. Dude, I, there's, there, I wonder, I have that conversation a lot with bands that are currently active and, when they'll get stale or break up and then you look back on it like five or 10 years from now and you're like, Oh yeah, that was pretty crazy. I guess I didn't. And, and I guess I didn't feel so passionate about it then. Cause I was too caught up in the moment. I was uh, just having this conversation recently. Uh, I like early on, I, I just kind of learned um, that um, bands like aren't always guaranteed because there's been like countless bands that I feel like had like tons of potential, but then just end up breaking up or disappearing for like, you know, unknown reasons. And there've been like so many times where I'm like, shit, like why didn't I go out to that show? Cause that was their last show. So like after like a couple instances of that, I'm like, fuck it. Like if I'm into a band, like I'm just going to be like fully into them and just like try to see them as much as I can and just like enjoy them like in the moment. So like, I won't have to like have like that regret of like looking back and being like, shit, I should have gone to that show. I should have, you know, listened to that record when it came out. No. Yeah, for sure. I feel, I feel very fortunate because a lot of 
stuff that I really like right now. Like when we get on, like this past summer, we got to play with a lot of bands that I'm like all about right now. Like we got to play with Iron Age and Scourge. We got to play with Be All End All twice. We got to play with Armor from Tallahassee. It, you just play with bands and you're so excited to see them. And then it's awesome. And you like, they're playing in Philly, uh, armor and protocol who are, who's one of my current favorite bands. They're playing there like next week or the week after. And I'm definitely going to that. Why didn't you try to get them to come out to the hive? Uh, I tried. <laughs> we played DC and the singer of protocol lives there. And I was like, yo, drop the Philly show. Come to Wilkes bear. It'll be it'll be way cooler, but they ever they had it set up for too long, and I don't like stealing shows from other people. That's kind of whack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I was just kind of kidding, but I, I think that would be cool since like they're you know doing something like kind of close to you guys. I told them if they need anything or if something falls through, just to let me know, and I'll, I'll make it happen instantly. Yeah, and that's cool that you know you're offering that to them, and hopefully in the future they'll be able to get out there and play and wilkes bear i hope we get to tour with them at some point i i love both those bands are that's what hardcore needs right now is actual bands that sound like hardcore I, hardcore is so big like these days like um i don't know i i, I always like because i have some friends who like like hardcore but they're not like super like involved in the scene um and they like like a certain um i'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this about sounding like a dick um no yeah say what you mean uh and like i and i i don't want to like pick on any bands but it's just like you know like bands that will like you know like, i guess like like warped or hardcore i know exactly what you're saying there's so much of that happening right now and it really turns me off but then a band like jackal will come out with a seven inch i'm like yeah this is this is what I like. This is hardcore or like one step closer comes out with that, the record earlier this year and it's hardcore. That's what I like. It, I, it gets me excited again. Yeah. And it's just like, for me, it's just like, do you guys not understand that <laughs> there's like way better and like more real bands that you would enjoy if you just would, you know, kind of put some effort into maybe even trying to look instead of just, you know, following like, like mainstream shit, you know? Absolutely. I here, I got an example for you. Someone said, uh, when we were first putting out the record, like our seven inch, someone said that we're a metalcore band. I was like, yo, what the fuck, dude, this shit is just integrity and Celtic frost. <laughs> like, the mosh part is literally just judgment day for suspect. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're not a metalcore band. We don't pull from that shit. Please don't insult me. Yeah. And like, I, I just feel like like the lines are just always so blurred when people like want to like, describe what a band sounds like and just tries to put, put them in like a certain box. Oh, for sure. I mean with Warren, everyone has a different description about it. So it's always interesting to hear what people think and, so a lot of times people are accurate with what we're pulling from. And then other times I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> if you say so, I guess. Yeah. When I find it hard to describe a band or like, uh, or try to match them to like a band that has similar sound, I just tell the person, just go listen to it. Like it's hardcore. Just go, go listen and see what you think. 
I feel like hardcore is such a vague thing now that you have to say like, oh, it's metallic hardcore. Oh, it's straight edge hardcore. Oh, it's meta- it's metalcore. Oh, it's youth crew. Oh, it's like thrash core. Oh, it's pa-. like there's always like a there's some sort of caveat with it. You can't just say like, oh, it's hardcore punk anymore. Because now when you say that, everyone's like, oh, it's probably D-beat or like Japanese influence stuff. But no, nah, it just sounds like negative approach. Yeah, uh, no, I, I definitely get that. Um, I, I was hanging out with, with a buddy once. Um, don't want to, uh, I don't want to say who he is, but he he was talking about how um, bands that uh, have breakdowns aren't hardcore bands, and I was just dying. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because he's like super into like the the youth crew, like the, just like the fast like stuff, and he's not really into obviously breakdowns. And he was just like arguing that bands with breakdowns aren't hardcore they're metal core i don't know about that i mean you ever like literally start today has a fucking chugga chugga breakdown in it <laughs> i love youth crew i love like i don't love like a lot of metal core but like mosh music like we just played with billy club sandwich that uh-huh. shit that i love that shit i love like hard music i but to say like hardcore doesn't have at least dance parts is kind of corny yeah, I don't know if he was trying to be like elitist or if he was just being like a contrarian. Um, Not for nothing, though, but a lot of old youth crew dudes have some of the worst opinions about hardcore. Oh, I know. It, it, it's so bad. Like, I I don't know how they get to a point where um, like, I don't know if it's they're just like ignorant to the sound and they don't want to accept newer music. Or if they just actually have bad taste in music. It, it I think it's me. a little bit of both. Definitely. Like, there's so many old dudes that are like, oh, you know, like, Use It Today is the best band ever. I'm like, yeah, they're one of the best. But, like, yo, you should probably listen out to some, listen to some new shit. Stop being old. <laughs> just go on Spotify and listen to, like, a new artist playlist. Just do anything, please. It's Yeah, and especially today, it's so easy to, like, have access to music. Like, even if you don't have Spotify or Apple Music, like, like literally, like, most bands have a band camp, and you can listen to stuff for free. Shit, go on YouTube. Just type in band full album. There you go. <laughs> like, it's not hard. And when, especially, like, because I'm on the East Coast and we're closer to, you know, bigger cities, there's a lot of older dudes that were like, yeah, I was there for that. And they always, it's always the same old horseshit. Like, oh, Bad Brains at this show was fucking crazy, dude. Oh, Chromads at this show was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I bet it was. But you're, you're like 45. Go be with your family. Get off the Internet. Yeah. Or come out to a show and you can experience some crazy shit today. There's definitely older people that are that are sick and are about it. And those people are refreshing because those are the kind of people who will like want to like put on for the younger generation, you know, um, put us on to like, you know, music that we should be into or they're actually still down for hardcore and actually want to support and listen to new music because they realize that hardcore is always growing and it's not just, you know, doesn't just live in the 80s or the 90s, you know. No, like straight up, like I don't want to <laughs> insult anyone, but uh, Brian from Atomic Action, he's a little bit of an older dude, but he he's signing like good bands. He's putting out the Pummel record. He's doing the Devil's Den LP. He's putting out the Brother Seven Inch, and he, he has he just signed like a new band from California that's like a more of like a D beat band. But like 
anytime they put out something, I, I keep my ear to it and I, I check it out because it's a good label, you know, and it's a dude who loves hardcore. He came to see us when we played in Rhode Island and the show was kind of whatever, but we talked there and he was super nice and he, he was psyched to see us. He was psyched to see touring bands. He saw us and robbery together. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Shout out to Pummel. I actually had um, Matt on like a couple of weeks ago. I think it was last yeah, week. Yeah, I just listened to that episode the other day. It was pretty good. Matt's a Matt's a character. Yeah, and, uh, he's he's definitely like a um, somebody who I enjoy to talk to, and I uh, always like DM him on Twitter about random stuff. He's definitely not that much older than me, but he's an old head for sure. <laughs> Which is so funny because like, well, like when I talk to like a lot of people on here, um, like it makes me feel old and I'm just like, oh my God, like, am I going to be that old guy who still goes to shows? Cause I remember like I, when I was younger, there was this guy, um, I, I forget what his name was, but, um, he used to like bring his son to shows and then he wasn't even in a, he, he like had a band with like him and his son. Um, and like, it was cool. Cause I was like, oh, this guy's like, you know, definitely like a hardcore lifer. But I was, I was like, I don't want people to like look at me as like kind of like a weird gimmick. Like if I'm still around when I'm that old, it's just like, no, if I'm still around, it's because I, I love hardcore. Like I'm not here to be like that cool old guy. It's like, no, it's like I'm here because I've like stuck around and I still love this shit. I definitely respect older dudes that make an effort to go to shows. Wilkes Bear right now is in a interesting spot because a lot of newer, younger kids are coming out. I just That's had a. Uh, regional justice center play here the other day it was on a wednesday and like about 50 ish people came out and that was that was like shocking to me it's been a while since we've had like that kind of a turnout in the, in the middle of a week and you were present oh yeah i booked the show okay yeah that's awesome yeah it was sick i because <laughs> Uh, Ian from Regional Justice Center hit me up and they were like, hey, we need a show in this day, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I'll do it for you. Like, no matter what will happen, I, I got you. And we set it up and it turned out pretty good for a second show at, at the new venue. Who else was on that bill? I had Acupuncture open. It was their first show. They did an 86 Mentality cover and that was pretty awesome. And I had controller from, they're about like from 45 minutes to an hour away. They're kind of like thrashy, like thrash metal-y hardcore. Someone told me they sound like War Hungry. I, I don't, I can't, I can't agree with that, but they were cool. Okay. I put them on, I heard their demo and I liked it. And I was like, I want to give them a chance and have them play outside of Lehigh Valley. That's awesome. I, I I love when bands are given like the opportunity like that to play out of their area and, you know, get more exposure. You have to. I mean, like being stuck in the same place and playing the same spot. That's how you kill your local scene. That's how you kill any excitement in your band by just constantly playing the area. Yeah, because it's like a it's like oversaturation for your band because the kids are going to be like fatigued and not want to come out unless like you have something new to offer. It's true. I've seen it happen with bands here. I've seen it happen in other scenes where one band just opens every single show and then you're like you get to a point where you're like, I don't even want to go because it's going to be them opening. They're going to be like playing the same songs. The other bands on the bill aren't really my thing. I should go to support my friends, but you know what? I'm just going to chill at home tonight. 
I, I definitely get it. But I, I'm trying to think if there was a band that I could see every night and be just as excited. I think it, it, like if I had my choice for that, it would probably just be, I'd just see the replacements and insanely big discography. I like every single record. <laughs> they could switch it up on me. Yeah. I, I actually just saw you tweeting about them. Was that like earlier today or was it yesterday? Oh, that was today. They put out a, a remaster of one of their, I guess, most hated records. I like, it was the first one I ever heard from them. So I really like it. And the remaster is way better. There's like songs with Tom Waits. <laughs> it's just like sad. Like it just, it's Tom Waits singing with the replacements. So it's funny to hear Paul Westerberg sing and then the cookie monster come in and do his thing. I love Tom Waits. And how'd you get into a band from like, they're from the eighties, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I grew up enjoying punk music. My mom put me on to like the Ramones and the clash and that guided me throughout like my younger years. And then you find like green day and Nirvana and all that shit. And you know, when I was younger, a lot of people wanted to go to warp tour and get, go and see like the warp tour metalcore shit. And a lot of that passed me by. I was, was fine without it. And then I found hardcore and you, you just go down like the lineage of influences. And I was like the replacements who are, who are they? And but don't tell a soul on CD. And I was like, Oh, this is not what I was expecting, but I enjoyed it. That's definitely interesting. Cause like for, for me growing up, like my earliest memories of like music of me being interested in music was like, um, watching MTV as a kid, like seeing like, Hanson and like the Backstreet Boys and oh I, yeah same here yeah and like I, I used to like love watching uh, TRL and that's basically how like I listened to like and like found out about like bands that I liked like that's how I, like like the first CD I ever owned was uh, Limp Biscuit chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water oh shit yeah like, <laughs> like my mom i had no idea like what it was but i was like I, I was like i need this cd and she's like all right like i'll, I'll buy it for you and we went to like walmart or target and like picked it up and i was like the first cd like i ever owned and i think i was like in middle school at that time and like i was just like into like d12 and like eminem and just like watching like bt and just like you know trying to pick up music from there and it wasn't until I got into high school where I started to like form, like, I guess like my own like identity. Cause like my sister put me on to like hardcore and like metal and she just like exposed me to like a couple bands and then I had access to my space. And then from there I just kind of went on like these like wormholes of just like searching for new bands constantly. I, I was like, by the time like middle school, early high school came around, I was already like, I was already super into hardcore. Like I already like at that point, I already saw like Bane went to a couple of shows in the area, saw like dead empath and strength for a reason, and a, a couple other bands. So I was like, I was already interested in what was going on, but it wasn't until a little while later that I was like, Oh wait, no, this is what I really want to be what like into this is it's more than just a phase. There are a lot of people I was friends with that, they would come to shows with me and they, they didn't really get it. They were like, ah, oh, the music's good, but I don't, I don't like the violence. I was like, violence, what violence? <laughs> yeah. 
it, it was always strange to me because um, like I, I had friends who would stick around for like a decent amount of time, but they would get to a point where they just I, I, I feel like they hit a wall and they just wanted to focus on like other things in their life. And I just never understood that because I, I for me, like I, I, I was into hardcore um like I, I knew from the very beginning that this is something that I was just not going to like be able to let go of just because it was like so important to me at that time. So for like my, my friends that would have to like, you know, they would always be like, oh, like um, you haven't grown out of that yet. Or they would just treat it like it was like immature to like like hardcore or like go to hardcore shows. And like it, it was just like just never made any sense to me because I'm just like you can still live a normal life and like hardcore um, like you don't have to like cast it out and act like you're better than it. I feel like I remember one of my friends saying like, yeah, I just got to like grow up. I'm like, what? Grow up. You're like 18. Yeah. Just never made it. Never made any sense to me. But like there's people I'm friends with that actively listen to like hardcore and punk music and don't go to shows. And that mentality to me is striking. I that makes no sense. It's meant to be experienced live. I, so to not even give it a chance or to just not even get fully into it and just only listen to records, you're, you're missing out on half of the experience. Yeah. Like you're, I, I feel like you're cheating yourself that, um, reminds me of like this roommate that I had, he loved um, promoting that he was straight edge and that he loved, um, hardcore, but he never listened to hardcore music, never went to shows. He would just stay at home and uh, he's a tattoo artist so he would like stay at home or he would work as a tattoo artist but would never want to come out and like participate and support and like I, I'd always give him crap I'm like dude you're not straight edge like you're just sober <laughs> like you do like nothing like to support or like you know help out you just um, like to put it online to look cool I think there's a lot of people in, in this area in particular that are like all about it online they have like this persona like, yeah, I'm straight edge. Yeah, I love hardcore, but you won't see them at any fucking show unless it's like like turnstile or so- something big, something where you you have to make your appearance so people know you still go to shows. But they're not at the they weren't at the show on Wednesday that even though there's like 50 ish people there in this tiny room, people went ape shit for every single band. And it was only a three band gig like that shit is crazy to me. Yeah, like like even to this day, like I I still have some uh, friends who will um, get kind of weirded out because I'll want to go to like a certain show early to check out like a new band that they haven't heard of, and I'm just like, dude, like these are the bands that grow and like become the bands that you love going to see because they have like you know x amount of awesome records and they've been around it's like these bands start somewhere and that's why i like to show up early and see these bands because like there's so many bands that like i've like begged my friends to come with me to see that they just didn't want to bat an eye at because they weren't like you know cool or had any hype but then like years later when they've actually developed and like have like a decent following and some good records that then that's when like my friends are like down and like okay to go see them Dude, I, like I, I I used to get like nervous about going to shows alone. Now I don't give a fuck. Like tonight I'm going to go to Brooklyn and go see Maniac, uh, Spine and Regional Justice Center. I'll go by myself and hang out with my friends there and have a great time. Yeah. And 
I, I love going to hardcore shows with my friends because it, it's awesome to just, you know, hang out, see some awesome bands. But yeah, I have zero problem going to shows by myself because it's just one of those things like I, I want to see the band and I don't want to miss the opportunity. So like if I have to go alone, I'm going to do it like I don't care. Like maybe I'll meet some new friends. Maybe not. Like it's all good. If I make new friends, that's fine. I'm just going to see some crazy shit live. Like. I don't like there's there's just too many people that are oh man I wish I could do that and there's times where I get like that too I'm not gonna say I go to every single show but I try to make an effort to see if the if it's a over if it's less than an hour away I'll be there for sure but if it's like two plus hours away on a week night there's like two bands I like on the bill and eh, maybe I'll pass out on that one yeah because sometimes like I, i'll like think ahead and i'm just like waking up for work is not gonna be fun i was like i i should let my body rest so i can have like a normal day tomorrow and just you know pass on the show that's like out of town you know two and a half like you know three hours away i i say that and i'm like oh yeah i'll pass on that and then we'll play a show three hours away on a, a weeknight and I'm like, Oh fuck. Why do we fucking do this? <laughs> yeah. It's like super fun in the moment. But when it's just like when all the fun's gone and had, you're like, shit, this sucks. Thank God we have some time off for a little bit before we have any other shit coming up. So I can just chill now. Um, speaking about new shit. So, <laughs> and like going back to Warren, um, you guys put out, not your game in February and we're coming up to like the end of the year. Are you guys just going to ride that out and try to put out new music next year? Or do you have anything in the works right now? We recorded two new songs in June that should be coming out in the next couple weeks. Maybe should be out in October. I'm hoping it'll be out in October. Okay. So this is like a promo. I don't want to say it's a pro it's a, I'll say it's a cassette single. I don't want to say it's a problem. I mean, we're going to probably re-record those songs. Okay. We're working on an LP, but we're it's a cassette single. I mean, the two songs are mixed mastered. And I, they sound better than anything we've ever done before. That's interesting because not your game. You, you guys like came out and I, I was like, this shit is awesome. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. You know, we we spent a lot of time working on that. We, we went through, uh, it took us a couple of months to write it and we recorded it like real last minute. And we were able to do that at studio four, which is where like tiger's jaw title fight, the Menzingers cold world have all recorded. So we were able to, to do that with our friend Phil. And then we had Will Killingsworth mix and master it. And we, we just wanted to make it, we wanted to have like a, a real statement because everything else before that was kind of hokey and we it would just we someone bring an idea to the table and you know at this point in time someone has to shoot it down so we wanted to make a, a statement with not your game and record five songs that we feel are the best that we can offer at that point in time yeah and i, I think you guys definitely did a good job with that because i was <clears throat> excuse me I, I was listening to it the other day and I was just like, this is so sick. I was like, I, I can't wait. Cause like, um, at the time 
I didn't know you guys were coming to the West Coast, but now that you are, I'm like going to start pushing you guys onto my friends and be like, you guys got to listen to these guys. because They're going to be out here soon. Shit. Thanks. I like, I, like I said, we wanted to turn everything up and I was writing lyrics that I wasn't really happy with in the past. So I, I had a couple of friends working with me to, to make sure that the lyrical content was like, was good. I have a real problem with bands that write, like personal lyrics that don't mean anything to anyone but themselves. And I wanted for me, I wanted to write a record that is angry and urgent and political. Okay. Hell yeah. No, I, I like that because th- there's certain, I'm um, like, th- there's times where like, I'm like reading through lyrics and I'm just like, okay, like I know this means something to someone, but I don't know what it actually means. So like if I ever get the chance to like talk to like the, person in the band like i'll ask and then i'll get the explanation most times um but then it's like oh yeah it's cool like i I understand like awesome situation um but it's not like an anthem no for sure there's too like there's too many there's too much emphasis on personal lyrics and and especially like the word you i'm guilty of using the word you often it's it's hard to avoid but i i feel like it's easy to when a band writes a song about a specific person and you at least a front man and they can just do it. And then that's it. And people in the crowd are like either super receptive to it and they don't really know what they're singing about. I I don't know. I have an issue with lyrics not being relatable past like surface level stuff like backstabbers or liars, cheaters, blah, 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 (laughs) especially what's going on with the world currently. Okay. Like yeah. it's you you have like you have a platform to speak on. So speak on it. Speak on something that is urgent. Not this song goes out to my boy that fucked my girl. And it's like, oh, <laughs> all right, sick. <laughs> like some of the, sometimes like songs like that um can be entertaining, but you have to like be able to like, you know, speak about more than that because like like you said you have a platform and that can't be the only subject matter that you care about no that like oh like i love like all the like japanese and like swedish dbeat shit from like the 80s and all their songs are just about like nuclear war and i'm like yeah nuclear war is bad but we can talk about something else for five minutes yeah give me some variety that's all I, i asked for variety and i asked for some some just something some sort of substance rather than just a band that comes out and all the lyrics are kind of just but they're the they're not what the focus of the band is okay real quick on the cassette single is peter gonna do the artwork yeah artwork's already finished and he 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 did the artwork again it's fucking sick uh wait has he posted it anywhere no we have not posted it yet. We've been playing the songs live though. There's some videos online of us playing recently and we've been, we haven't been afraid to play the songs, but yeah. Um, I, I saw your set. Uh, oh, what's his name? I'm going to butcher it. Uh, feet first. Oh yeah. Andy and Jeff. Was that the one from the glitter show? I think so. Yeah. We opened with, uh, the first song from the two songs. It's called total disease. Yeah. I, so a feet first, it's a two person operation. Yeah. It's two guys in the area, Andy and Jeff, and they, 
sometimes travel and work with like hate five, six. And I think a couple other people, they used to film music videos for people. I don't know if they still do that. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause they're from Wilkes-Barre if I'm not mistaken. I think they're both, I think they are both from Wilkes-Barre. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, I definitely like their work. I watch like go to their YouTube channel and check out the videos because I, I know they, they did a lot of stuff like back to school jam and I, I, I'll catch like the stuff that they do like locally. Like I love the stuff they've recorded for a choice to make. Oh yeah. Like they, we played like a all local show to like celebrate the new venue and they were there and captured that. And I feel bad. I feel like we've been punishing their feed lately because <laughs> Like we played like the glitter show and then that, and then there was another show that was out of town. I think that they cut, they, they captured and I, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think they might be happy putting it out because it's, you know, local shit. It's cool. Oh no. They're like Andy at least. And, and Jeff was too. They were both like pretty supportive pretty early on for us. Yeah. I was uh, put on to you guys because of, um, Nate Prosciutti. Uh, Grandmaster Nate, he put our seven inch out. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I love Nate and like, um, we text like, uh, like, like, I don't know. Not like all the time, but we keep in contact. I, I that's fair to say. And he's just, uh, and, and I always like to give him praise because he's been such like a tremendous help behind the scenes. And I, and I, I always have to give him credit because like, I don't, I don't know if he understands like the impact that he's had on this podcast. Um, and it's been like a great deal. So like, I'm like forever grateful for him and him like always being like open to talking to me about like whatever weird stuff I have, like that I want to discuss with him. And yeah, he doesn't put me on to like, like all the, like the local bands that are like killing it from your area. Like right now, like he put me on to like all you guys, and he's like the the person who was like, you need to talk to, you know, this person from this band and like these people and I'll put you in contact with them. And I was like, dude, thank you. I was like, it's going to take me a second to get through this list, but I will do it because like I, I, I trust your word. And yeah, he's super like solid dude. Like I, I love Nate. Oh, good old nasty Nate. Yeah. He, he, him and I will just, we'll be hanging out or we'll be talking about like, some like real weird old obscure like PA hardcore band. I'll be like, yo, you fuck with this record? I'll be like, nah, that shit sucks. You gotta check out this band. And then we'll just go back and forth. For whatever reason, we've been on like the, we'll talk about like beatdown shit. And then okay. he'll surprise me with, with some sort of like punk shit and be like, oh, I had no idea you were into this. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and, and I love that. I, I, I love being able just to, um, you know, share and like toss bands around with friends who actually have like, awesome knowledge yeah he he's been coming to shows forever he looks he looks pretty young but he's been coming for probably like 15 years at this point if not longer yeah for sure yeah he, he definitely doesn't look his age no nah, it's from all that brazilian jiu-jitsu bullshit he does <laughs> yeah it's keeping him uh young and limber I shouldn't say that. He'll fuck me up. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah. Love Nate. Um, but uh, I, I always think it's awesome that he always like, like, I can't remember the last time I seen him play a choice to make set with a shirt on. He's got to I think I'm going to punish him about that at uh, SWB fest. I'm going to try to see if he'll play with a shirt on. <laughs> 
Dude, that fest has like so many good bands on it, and that's like a month away. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. We're gonna do some weird shit for that. <laughs> We're gonna play a real weird set, so we'll see how it goes. Like, like a bunch of weird covers, or a couple of weird covers, some new songs. We'll we'll see how it goes. It'll it'll be a fat. We want to make it short and sweet, something memorable. And um, I've I've never been to Carl Hall. Is that like a pretty cool spot? Oh, Carl Hall. <laughs> I I booked uh, our record release there and they gave me nothing but problems and they I I think with Nate they'll be pretty good okay. but with me they they gave me such a hard time they told me I had the spot from like six to twelve and then at ten o'clock right before we were getting ready to play they're like you guys have five minutes to play trying to rush us off stage and I was like what no we don't this shit costs three fifty we're we're playing our full set and we did and it just wasn't. It's the sound there is so good and the stage is good for stage diving, but they have like some weird live nation attitude that I, for one, don't really vibe with. You know, it's crazy. It's like, I didn't realize that um, venues were like affiliated with like live nation and stuff like that. Maybe it's because I'm just dumb and like oblivious to like certain things like that. But um, that can really like turn a venue sour. So they're they're not Live Nation affiliated, but they they have that attitude. Yeah. But this corporate attitude, I don't know. It's it's it, the venue itself is so cool, and we were hoping that they would be more interested in hardcore shows happening, and we were hoping to work out some sort of deal with them. And we'll we'll definitely book shows there. Like there's no there's no animosity. I I don't think I'll ever book there again unless I have a show that'll be huge. Okay. But. I have no issue with playing there. The sound is really good on and off stage and there's a green room. So it's, it's fun to chill in a green room. The one thing that I'm curious about that fest, um, fence cutters on the lineup and they, Oh yeah, they, they're not playing anymore. Sadly. Oh, okay. So they, they actually dropped. Yeah, that was, they'll, they'll, they'll all be there. Maybe we'll do a fence cutter cover and see how that goes. That'd be funny. That'd be awesome. Fence cutter. I love that band, dude. Me too. Like, uh, had on uh, Jason and Avery. Like, early yeah, that on. episode's real good. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I was so like surprised that they were willing to do it because, because at the time Avery was overseas and he had to stay up like super late and he had a um three way like patch in Jason and uh, and like I like at, at the time like I didn't like uh, really ever talk to them it was like I think like probably like, the first time we actually had like a real conversation uh, yeah it was actually pretty cool Jason's one of my favorite people to talk to Avery Avery fucking sucks I love him but oh my god he fucking sucks um, shout out to Avery uh, yeah shout out to Avery he's my boy Avery if you're listening check your DMs <laughs> Jason Jason will always Jason's just good to talk to and get advice from he's he's a real good friend of mine yeah I actually like enlist, enlisted him to help me track down this uh, New Jersey pop punk band that I've been chasing um, but they weren't receptive to the podcast idea oh bummer um, you know like early on I, I used to get my feelings hurt but uh 
at this point, I'm just like, you know what? Like if you're down, hell yeah. Like let's do it. It'll be fun. But if not, I'm just like, I get it. Like this isn't for everybody. No, it's not. I mean, when I started a couple of years ago when like Pete and I were booking shows, we'd hit up bands and some of them would be like, Oh no, we can't. I'm like, that's fine. And then other bands, like you hit them up and they just straight up ignore you. And you're like, all right, well that's fine. You're too punk to play Wilkes bear, I guess. Yeah. That's weird. I feel like at some point I'm going to have to go out there because I've always wanted to go to Wilkes bear. I feel like now would be a good time. We're, we're, three bands from this area like us we came out with a record one step closer record has been big choice to make is about to record their seven inch and they're like there's so much happening there's actually like younger bands popping up it's it's a good time to be here younger people are interested now it's it's on the upswing okay somebody in wilkes-barre all i need is somebody to house me Take me to the show. We, we got to make a stop at that uh, Jerry's Pizza that everybody talks about. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then catch a sweet show at the Hive. I would say SWB would be the, the one to hit. Uh, you know, and that sucks, too. Um, like, I, I would love to travel out to that. But literally, um, that week, I'm flying to Florida. Oh, I, shit. Yeah, which I had booked before Nate announced SWB. He, you know what? <laughs> Shout out to him because he put it together like real within a within like two or three weeks. He asked us like, "Hey, do you guys want to do this like local fest?" And we were like, "Yeah, of course." And he told me who he wanted to get and who was actually on it, and it came out it came out pretty good. There's a lot of bands I'm really excited to see. Misconduct, one of my favorite current bands. Dude. Brute, real young straight edge band from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Kulu, obviously. Yeah, and Kulu's sick. I'm like stoked to see Outsider on that bill. I I, I really like their new record. I, I think they're super sick. And then um, there's that band Adrenaline. I'm like still super high on that band. I haven't listened to them yet, so I'll, the first time I listen to them will probably be while I'm seeing them. Why don't you, after this podcast, open up your Spotify and just rock out to the new record? So... I like to see bands before listening to them. We played with this band in Athens, Georgia called Tub. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah, just T-U-B. Okay. I was like, damn, this is probably going to be some like, I'm expecting like some like weird like Japanese shit or like maybe like some weird UK 82 stuff. And then they played and I was like, oh shit, this sounds like milk music. I love this. Yeah, that name would throw me off. And like, I, I hate being judgmental um, with like the names of bands, but sometimes like names will turn me off. Oh, there's t- too many bad band names. I mean, I can't really talk. I feel like Warren is kind of bad, but there's some band names where I'm like, oh, you could have chose anything else and you went with that. Yeah, <laughs> there's this band and like, and I'm going to be honest, like there's this band from Arizona and I've never listened to them, but just based off their name, I'm like, like, why would you choose that name? They're called, um, swamp ass. Damn, that sucks. That's not even like funny. That just like sucks. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's like a joke or what, but like every time I see them on a flyer, uh, I'm just so puzzled. I'm like, hmm. 
I don't know if are I can they even, good at least I, I've never listened to them I probably won't listen to them too I can't I don't want my Spotify <laughs> like public listening to be like oh I'm listening to Swamp Ass it, it's gonna trickle into your daily mix and you won't be able to escape that band I got turned off from the daily mixes I can't do it anymore I, I, I'm really curious to how they um, pick the songs that are on my mixes because like there'll be days where it like just is like perfect. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But then there's other times where I'm just like, okay, I, I feel like the algorithm is just like on an off day and it just like is kind of whack. I don't, yeah, it, I'm really into like a lot of death metal and shit, but I don't like a lot of slam stuff or anything with like toilet vocals. Mm-hmm. So I'll listen to like a death metal daily mix they'll make for me and it'll be like Morbid Angel, I'm like hell fucking yeah, be like Suffocation. I'm like, yeah, this is what I fucking like. And it'll go down a couple more bands. And then we just hit like some fucking slam band. I'm like, yo, this isn't what I want. And then it'll be like more of that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is that's pranking me now. <laughs> it's giving me all this garbage and I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, it's, it's always just um, puzzling, but like, and I'm like a like a newer user to Spotify because I, I I had it a while back, but then I got rid of it and I got Apple Music and I had that for the longest time, and then I got rid of it when I got rid of my my iPhone and then I jumped back to Spotify. So like, I'm still trying to figure out how everything works. Dude, Spotify is fucking weird. I just. I make my own playlists and I, I do that. Like I have like a massive, like 300 song playlist. of just like chill shit that I usually go to and I don't know what to listen to. I throw that on shuffle and I'm, I'm fucking fine with that. Okay. I, and I, I've always been like kind of uh, like on the fence if I should make a playlist like that or if I should just do like, um, like my current, like top 10 favorite, like you know bands like at the moment i have uh like a some playlist where it's like hardcore stuff or like metal or punk or like indie rock shit like it's just it depends it depends what mood i'm in sometimes i'll just listen to a record most times i listen to a record straight through same here that's usually what i like prefer because uh, I kind of like like the like body of work, but I do have two like playlists that I've made. Like I have like a pop punk playlist, and then I'm like a huge like Disney fan, so like I'll I have like a Disney playlist that, that I curated. Okay, I just I, I, there's playlists are an anomaly to me sometimes where it's what I, I like. I want my own radio station, but most times I'll just throw on a record and I'll be like, you know what, today. I'll listen to a tragedy record and feel real crusty. And sometimes like I'll put on a playlist and like if I hit the shuffle, I, I feel like sometimes there's like that one song that just never gets picked. And that's like the one song I want to hear. So I'm just like, man, fuck the playlist. I'm just gonna go straight to the, like the source and just listen to it. Dude, shuffle on a record, not a playlist shuffle on a record gives me anxiety. Oh, dude! I sometimes like <laughs> so <laughs> nervous. Sometimes, like, I'll accidentally turn it on, and I'm like, "Like, no, this isn't right!" Like, like immediately, because like you know, like you know which track should be next, and if it's not like played in order, like my brain is like, "Okay, like what's going on?" And um, I'll like freak out. 
Dude, I hate that shit. Yeah, but shuffle makes me fucking lose my cool. Like I'll, I'll listen to music like straight from like my own phone. Wait, and wait, just like off the like, speaker? No, just like through like my own like just whatever the music source is through like an iPhone and like just like Apple Music or whatever the fuck it's called. And like some just shit that is on Spotify. And sometimes like shuffle will turn on and I'll I'll be expecting like one song and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Did it delete? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, shuffle is just turned on for some dumbass reason. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's weird that it does it sometimes. And like right now, Spotify is going through like these updates where they're they're changing like the interface. And like, I don't know if they're making these announcements anywhere, but like I'll open the app and I'm like, wait, like, why does everything look different? And I have to like figure out like what changed and like how to do everything with a new setup. Yeah, I'd, I'm I, I'm fine with learning it and getting used to it, but I like I just like consistency. I hate this car view shit. They turned on something called like car view. Yeah. So if you're driving and it's like hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker, that comes up. Yeah, it makes everything that all shit's like whack. Yeah, like the giant controls. Yeah, that shit's whack. I I'm fine with that being off. Same here. Cause like I, I like to like set the music like before I start driving and then I'll just like put my phone away because I just don't like to be too distracted while I'm driving. Oh yeah. I wish I had that problem. Okay. <laughs> I'm too distracted. <laughs> Wait, so like you, you like sit on your phone while you drive? Uh it depends. <laughs> Dude. I feel like our guitarist Butch has some uh, good stories about me doing that. <laughs> that that would freak me out because I, I feel like you'd like I, I'd be like watching you and seeing if you're like paying attention to the road. Especially like late at night, it gets really bad when you're just looking for a reason to stay awake on like a long drive back. Yeah, like uh, I'm I'm at the point now like where I'm in that situation. Like I'll just pull over and like take a nap because it, it's just like not worth the struggle to try to stay awake. I feel like I'm just better off just kind of like, like, you know, resting for a couple minutes and then just getting back to it. I'm the, I'm the fucking designated overnight guy. I'm worn pretty much. So it's always me that does the stupid ass long night drives. Like we just played Syracuse two weeks ago. I didn't even get home until like three or four in the morning. We play the, this is hardcore after show course i drove to and from it and i didn't get walk into my house until like seven in the morning and i had work the day before so i was up for like a 24 hour period i was like damn this sucks i gotta i gotta lose my license and just never <laughs> like renew it again yeah i i'm, I'm the worst because like i i fall asleep so fast and I don't know, um, maybe it's because like I run my body like pretty crazy because like I'll like because I work like really early and I, I, I like don't sleep as much as I probably should. So like so like the chance that I do get to like kind of like chill and get comfortable, like I pass out so fast. I wish I could do that. I, I, I can't sleep in cars. It's like kind of difficult for me to. But when, so that that's probably why I get the the nomination of doing the late night drives. Well, I feel like you should challenge somebody to like rock, paper, scissors to see who has to do it. 
I I think next time it's just going to come out to a, a brawl. <laughs> there it is. The the warm whoever brawl. loses has to drive home. <laughs> yeah, loser. <laughs> whoever gets beat up has to stay up all night and drive us home. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's awesome. But at this, at, uh, I don't know. On the flip side, I'm like, I'm thankful for one to be able to go out and do shit real far away, and then, you know, either stay out someplace at a friend's house or drive back. Uh, all the opportunities we've been given within the past year alone have been awesome. And I, I, I can't imagine because. Um like oh, I, I didn't finish my sentence I was gonna say I, I can't imagine how like how cool that is um like back in the day I, I used to play in like two different bands and the hardcore band that I was in we um we played out of town more than locally which I always thought was weird um but there was like internal beef and on the other hand my buddy Jeff um, would just love and be down to book us in Arizona. He was like really helpful and like wanted to show us support. So he would put us on a, like a lot of shows. Um, but like show would always happen. Like we would show up late because like we forgot about like the time change. So like kids wouldn't like stick around because they didn't know that there was another band playing. Um, but I, I feel like there's this one show we played and it was in this roller rink in Hemet and it was like this like a uh, pretty cool tour package. It was like steel nation, like know the score gravy maker. It was like way back in the day and like, Oh wow. That sounds like 2008. Yeah. It was like, so, it was like, it was so long ago. Um, but like being able to play, like just like being able to drive like out of town with like all my friends, um, you know, taking the merch and stuff. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Like being able to like drive to this like other city and like, there's actually like, um, kids like showing up and like buying t-shirts. Like it's like really cool. We've been like fortunate enough to be able to play New Jersey and like Philadelphia Uh a decent amount of times. So it's, I love playing like those areas too. I I guess we're lucky too, because we're not that far from Philly or New Jersey. Yeah. So we don't have to go super far out of the way for it. It's, uh, I don't know. It's definitely odd. <laughs> this year, for instance, has been pretty strange. We we weren't really like, we'd play like once every like month or two. And then we put the record out and we're like, yo, let's like do this shit. And we just, we've been able to play tons of good, good, good shows. Yeah. And I, I think that's a testament to the music that you guys are writing, like kids are like really like feeling it and it's like good enough to, you know, make it onto those kinds of bills. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm really happy with what we've done and what we've written. And I'm really excited for people to hear the two new songs. It's, I guess more of a continuation of what we were doing with now your game. I think it's, I think they're the best songs we've ever written. I know it's only two, I, w- I wish it was we maybe had like a full record already ready to go, but we're working on new stuff, too. Hell yeah. And is like the initial plan after the two songs to put the LP out like next year. The goal is to record next year and put it out the same year. Uh, we, we we have some stuff that we've been asked to to play some fests and we've been like we're we just want to make sure we have a full record that we're the five of us are all satisfied and happy with i don't want to come out with like 
a 10 song record and four of the songs I like. I want every song to be, I, I don't know. I hold them all to, I hold the songs to a certain standard. Yeah. You want to put a record out that a kid's going to listen to front to back. I, I want to re- not just that. I want a record that I can listen to front to back a record that I am like that. I truly like. Cause at the end of the day, like it's, it's cool that people latch onto it and like it and mosh and sing along or whatever. But I want to put out something that I'm proud of and something that I like listening to. Like I've been listening to these new, I listen to the two new songs at least once a day. <laughs> That's how much I really like them. And I'm excited to put them out. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, I understand where you're coming from because I like to put out quality podcasts and I listen to like my own podcast like privately to like review and try to take notes on how to like do things better. So, so I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. That's how you like criticism from yourself is the most important thing I, to me, at least if you, if you, everything, if you think everything you do is good, you should probably reevaluate that and <laughs> do some like soul searching. But I know like early Warren shit isn't good, but the I, I think we we took our time and became a good band. I think that's what's most important. Yeah, no, and it, like uh, like I said, the music speaks for itself, and I, I'm I'm happy that you guys have stuck around and continued to put out music and are able to grow and figure out the sound and you know the, the songs you actually want to write. Oh, oh yeah, I mean. We're not going anywhere. We already have a couple of songs down for the LP and it'll be out on a interesting label. And the two new songs will be out on an interesting label. So <laughs> it's all, it's all going to be announced soon. I think. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. This has actually been really fun. I, I, I've really enjoyed our, our conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It was a, it's fun. I love just being able to have a fun conversation with someone. Okay. I'm sorry. Real quick. B- before we go, everybody that I've ever had on from your area, I've um, uh, talked about title fight. Um, you mentioned them earlier. Um, so I just want to talk about uh, how awesome that band is. Yeah. Great band. Uh, stra- interesting, interesting, strange people in the band for sure favorite title fight song uh favorite title fight song is probably the b a b-side the shed okay called mist it's on like a flexi with a re-recording of Dreamcatcher. that's awesome well there it is yeah that song gets me every time shout out to wilkes bear shout out to um, forgive me. I, I forget how to pronounce your town. Wait, should we say it on air? I don't want people to show up. Toby Anna. Okay. Shout out Toby Anna out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Dan. This has uh, been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, just wanted to shout out Wilkes Bear Hardcore and the bands from here and New Jersey Hardcore, Denver Hardcore, Rob Reed for sure pummel uh and every movie is good is my favorite podcast i'd recommend everyone listens to that shout out the pacific northwest 
Yeah, straight up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been fun. I love you guys. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>